Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Hello. Today we will be looking at James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. And I will first read these in the English Standard Version. After that, I will read it in Eugene Peterson's paraphrase called The Message. So here is James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 in the ESV. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Here it is in Eugene Peterson's paraphrase. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this? If you learn all the right words, but never do anything, does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, good morning, friend, be clothed in Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous? nonsense. So hopefully you already have a few thoughts stimulated within your own heart and mind through these passages. This is sometimes voiced as a controversial passage because of its emphasis upon works, but I really think it's another example of a place where James is revisiting a topic that he's already brought up. He's expanding upon it. Remember back a couple of weeks ago, we talked about James chapter one, verse 27, where he says that true religion is to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted from the world. As those of us who are looking to take our faith deeper, to become more wholeheartedly devoted to Jesus, we must move beyond simply talking a good game. There is a point where maturity requires putting our faith into action. Jesus came to us as Emmanuel. He was God with us. He was the incarnate son of God. That means that God was housed in the form of a human being. He had hands and feet, a mind, a heart, the ability to serve and to be served. Now, Jesus wants us to incarnate God unto the world. We've become his hands and feet, his body, the tool or the method that he uses to minister and to serve to people in tangible ways. James, I think, is simply asking believers to move our faith out of our heads and into our hands. When we see a need, we should pray for that, yes, but we also are to be moved to action and assistance. See, Jesus was not afraid to reach out and to touch people. He spent days and days tending the sick and the dying. He reached out his physical hands time and time again to touch them and to improve the quality of their lives. He calls us to do the same. 
James is saying that we must know the truth, believe it, love the Lord our God, and lean into him. And then we must be moved to put our faith into action. Through grace we are saved, and the acceptance of that gift is the beginning of our faith. After that, God wants our faith to grow. And it does, it grows by going both up and down. We grow deep roots into doctrine and into love. And then we reach upward and outward through the decisions that we make to live the way that Jesus calls us to live. So the call to action that we receive today, friends, is to look for those whom we may serve in the name of Jesus. To whom may you reach out? To whom may you give? Who needs to be fed? Who is cold and needs shelter? Remember, Jesus told this parable to his disciples. We find it in Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Continue in righteousness today, friends. Go and serve.